Cheese Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. 0-2, curveball swing and a miss. And the A's survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend tonight. Townie will join us a little later on in this show as these drop their second straight game to the Astros, falling 5-0 tonight. And Justin Verlander, Jordan Alvarez uh, proving to be villains for the green and gold tonight. And, you know, Ken, it was a, a tough night to be an A's fan. It was a great night if you're an Astros fan. You got to watch some of your heroes have a big night. Justin Verlander once again kind of antagonizing the A's and Alvarez just they couldn't keep him in the ballpark tonight I mean I I don't know you can't really say I guess uh, Adrian Martinez pitched well but you know it was kind of a a tough night for for him because he did pitch pretty well to everyone except really one guy in that Astros lineup yeah there's no doubt Joe and Alvarez is tough on everybody and especially against the A's right now so yeah, I mean, it was weird, and Adrian went five innings, he allowed four hits, and all the hits he allowed left the ballpark, so, and uh, with Alvarez, he left no doubt. Those were no doubters, and yeah. you talk about launch angle, man, he was the definition of that tonight, Joe. Yeah, I mean, all of those uh, balls going over 430 feet, which is a big night for him, but uh, the big issue for the A's, especially in these last two games against Houston, this team is striking out a lot. Joe, I'm having a tough time hearing you, I'm sorry, I really can't. Okay, well, I guess we're having yeah, a tough time hearing Ken Cora. Oh, if you got me now. There you go. That's better, just, yeah. Yeah, I was just asking about the strikeouts for the A's. I mean, this has been a big problem for the team in the last few games. Specifically, it was a problem for them earlier in the season. This is a, a different team than we saw earlier in the year, but the strikeouts being a big problem for the A's right now. Yeah, 16 yesterday, there's no doubt. And they have a lot of young players. And with young players, you're vulnerable, especially to breaking balls. And they're having a tough time. We saw today with Garcia. And you know, Langoliers has had a tough time. So these are the adjustments you have to make, and you're, you're kind of learning on the fly, uh, Chris. But let's face it, it's been a tough year for the A's offense. They're at the bottom of the league in average and also in on base. And if they're going to do anything to you know, have a more respectable uh, season a year ago, uh, you know, clearly they're going to have to do a whole lot better on offense. Well, before we let you get out of here, I want to get a quick uh, chance to ask you about Justin Verlander because, you know, growing up here in the East Bay, growing up as an A's fan before I started covering this team, this has been a guy in sports, throughout sports, there are always these guys that they're, they're villains, not necessarily because they're bad guys, but because they're always on the other end of, you know, ending your team season or they seem to always be on the winning end. And for A's fans for a long time, it seems like Justin Verlander has been right at the top of that list. So... Just kind of since his career, I'm just wondering if you can think of anybody else who maybe has done more damage to the Oakland A's than Justin Verlander. No, especially when you go back to those two postseasons with the Tigers where he, without Verlander, who knows how far the A's could have advanced because they had you know, great clubs back then in 12 and 13. So those were dominant efforts and one reason why he's going in the, the Hall of Fame and his, his great performances in the postseason in those clutch games. So no, I can't. Uh, tonight was his 16th lifetime regular season win against the A's. You had four in the postseason, so that's 20. And yeah, he's he's broken the hearts of the A's for many years. You're right, Joe. 
Well, Ken, I'll let you get out of here because I know there's fireworks expected. I know the Astros are going to be celebrating their uh, a trip back to the postseason. And let you get out of here, get some rest before calling the action tomorrow night, man. Okay, Joe. Thanks, man. Ken Korak on the call there. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. If you want to jump in and uh, get your phone call in. Uh, you know, a couple things we're watching for the A's. Uh, we know that this team's going to be a struggle. You can't hide the record. This has uh, been a tough year for the Oakland A's, but trying to avoid 100 losses. And I know this is a young club. They're, they're kind of focused on what they're trying to do. Some of these young guys establishing themselves in the big leagues, and that's where they have to keep their focus. But overall, I do wonder if the A's kind of have it circled that, hey, you know, if we focus, we got to try to, you know, avoid the 100 losses this season. And if that becomes a little bit of a goal over the final 17 games, I think the A's would need to go 11-6. and six. So, it might be pie in the sky the way things have gone for the A's here in the month of September. Just three wins so far in the month of September. I believe they're 3-11 and after this 5 nothing loss to the Astros. And the other question, as I asked to Ken, I really can't think of another guy who's been a bigger A's killer 20 years or so than Justin Verlander. As you heard Ken talk about the postseason, you know, you think back to when Sonny Gray beat him in Game 1 of that series against the Tigers, and you're thinking, okay, maybe the A's got something going. But then once again, it's Verlander getting the last laugh. I mean, every time it seems like it, it comes down to the A's having a chance to break through the way that this team has been trying for a long time, there's this guy named Justin Verlander standing in the way each and every single time. And, you know, he's not a bad guy. It's not like there's anything you, like, hate about him as far as, like, who he is or the way that he, like, shows up the A's or anything like that. But you just have these things in sports that exist where there's this villain that is always on the other side. And you want to keep it with the Bay Area in Houston. Think of the way that Rockets fans must feel about Steph Curry. Every time that they had a chance to break through recently when they had those great James Harden teams, and then Steph Curry's right there standing in your way. You want to take the politics aside? Think for the 49ers, the way that Brett Favre was seemingly always in their way and that monkey on their back until Steve Young was finally able to break through and beat Brett Favre in 1998. That happens across sports. And, you know, you, you, I think you heard Vince mention it earlier when the Astros were going through the doldrums and they were trying to build themselves into the club that they've been over the last six years. Chad Pender was a guy for the Astros. You know, he was a guy that they just couldn't get out, and he was always beating them up, getting those big hits. And these guys exist throughout sports. You know, every team has them. Every, uh, you know, generation of fan has those. And I don't know, man, I can't think of anybody more than Justin Verlander who stood in the A's way over the last 20 years or so. If you've got somebody, give me a call, 833-625-2278. We're going to keep going along here as uh, we talk about the A's loss tonight. Another tough loss for the Oakland A's. Is, man, they just couldn't get anything going once again against Justin Verlander. He just really had the A's number today. I mean, the only reason that he was out of that game, they had him on a bit of a pitch count tonight. He's coming back from that injury, trying to reestablish himself. And, you know, you just can't beat Justin Verlander if you're the Oakland A's. And he showed why he's been so dominant tonight. I mean, he had the he hit Ramon Laureano. I think he allowed a walk. And that is it. You can't get anything going against this guy. Remember the game that the A's won against uh, the Astros earlier this year in Oakland. 
Verlander carried a no-hitter deep into that game as well. So 833-625-2278 is the number if you want to jump in the line. And we can talk about some A's villains over the last 20 years. If you've got anybody that maybe rivals Justin Verlander, give us a call. Or you can also hit me up on Twitter, at VegasJoeHughes. We're going to head out to the phone lines right now because it looks like we've got a coach in Los Alamos on the line. Coach, what's going on tonight, man? Vegas show, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I was so, doing a little um, bit better before I had to see Justin Verlander get the A's again. Oh my gosh, that guy! Oh boy, we've seen enough of him. I don't need to see him anymore. I know he can pitch, you know, and he's gonna—he just might pitch for a lot of more years. He's—he's he's incredible. Yeah, yeah he—he's an A's villain. There's no doubt. Hey, um, also, uh, but something to look forward to. I want to see how Cole Irvin does tomorrow. He. He really did great against the White Sox on Sunday, and it was the Dave Stewart day, so it was such an incredible game. No one really talked much about his outing, but the White Sox had been killing uh, left well, And you're right, and, and you, you know, know with, they, with this young A's yeah. rotation, Cole Irvin is the leader on this team right now in, the, in that starting rotation. You know, Paul Blackburn's on the IL, you had Frankie Montas was here, he's been gone now, and... Cole Irvin is the guy that these young guys are going to turn to. And, you know, this has kind of been a big year for Cole Irvin because he seems like he's a guy that has really settled into who he is as a pitcher. And he's been great when he's gone out there. More often than not, he's been great for the A's this year. Yeah, so I'm hopeful he does well tomorrow. He's very cerebral. He comes up with a good plan every time. You know, he just, he changes his plan each time. So, um but I wanted to talk about one more guy about Vegas. You're Vegas, Joe. Are you going to be in Vegas tomorrow? I'm not going to be in Vegas tomorrow. I will be back on the post game with you guys tomorrow, but I'll be here in the Bay Area. There's a very interesting pitcher pitching tomorrow. He's supposed to start in AAA named Mason Miller. And this guy, he throws 100. Um, but he has just a fascinating story. I don't know if you've heard much about him. He was at a division three school in college throwing 82, 82 miles an hour. And like, you know, ERAF seven, you know, just a guy who just, you know, just playing for love of the game kind of thing. Six, five, 150 pounds. <laughs> so he was just string being big boy. And then, yeah, he's six, five, 150, you know, just really slim. So he gets sick and he goes to the doctor. The doctor says, well, you have diabetes, you know, and he had never known that. So he'd been, and all of a sudden, you know, he started to, to fill out a little bit, you know, and he was, uh, you know, he started to, you know, get some guys out and he became 200 pounds. I think he's maybe 220 now. And then the A's took him in the third round as a 50-year senior. You know, you don't uh, – so they must have been scouting him because no one really – I don't think teams scout that much, you know, Division three. You know, it's just a small – Yeah. You know, small chance of getting a good player. So, anyway, he went from throwing 82 to throwing 100. He, and he's only – he's been injured, so he only threw four games this year. So he threw for Lansing the other day, four innings. Uh, struck out nine guys, throwing a hundred with a slider. Um, so he's only throwing nine innings this year. Struck out eighteen guys, two walks, and they're going to bump him up to AAA to make the start tomorrow. So it'll yeah, be so, I mean, to see how he does. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because 
that's one of the cool things at the end of the year, especially in these kind of lost seasons, is you never know when guys are going to get an opportunity and how they get to the big leagues. There's so many great stories. I remember I used to work with FP Santangelo, former, a, former Giant, played with the Expos. And, you know, he was kind of kind of thought about a 4A kind of guy for a long time, had a hard time breaking through. And the Expos called him yeah. up. I think it was uh, 94. They called him up for, or they called him up in 93 at the end of the year, kind of gave him a little bit of an opportunity, and he just you know hit the cover off the ball. And that earned him a chance to come back in 94. And you know he had a chance to be rookie of the year before he had a knee injury that really just kind of took a dive on his stats. But if it wasn't for that opportunity, you might never have heard of FP Santangelo in the big leagues. And, you know, there's a lot that goes in there. But, you know, how guys get their opportunity when they just get that that chance, that break, you never know how it's going to take off for guys. And what the A's are offering right now at the end of the year, opportunity. You know, that's what they're giving these guys that maybe aren't those top 100 prospects like a Shea Langoliers or, you know, a Ken Waldachuk. You're going to see these guys like, you know, Jonah Bride getting an opportunity. Machine. And the guy that, you know, has really been hitting the cover off the ball lately is Dermis Garcia. You know, this little guy that's a bit of an older rookie, but he's really showing that power. And, you know, I'm glad you bring up some of these guys because that's what you're looking for if you're an A's fan right now is the future. Who's going to seize these opportunities and, you know, maybe be somebody that can be, you know, not everybody that's filling out your team is going to be a star player. You're going to need guys that you can really count on that maybe the rest of baseball doesn't know about, but you do and your fans know about. No, yeah, you're right. You get those opportunities and you want the guys to take advantage of them. It's, it's, it's very, I mean, it's, it's a hard game. You know, it's hard to play at the major league level. I just, I always get disappointed when the guys aren't able to take advantage of the opportunity that's given to them. Because if you go up there and you play, I mean, you could carve out a career. Like, you know, FB, FB says Tangelo, he had a good career. You know, he was yeah. a good player. Played for, for a number of years and, Played for a number you know, of good A's teams, too. You know, he's played for those early 2000s A's teams that were some of the best that I've ever seen. Yeah, he was a, yeah, he carved out a nice career. So you you get that opportunity and, and you run with it. Like Danny Jimenez this year, you know, he got that opportunity. Yeah. He, he ran with it and unfortunately got injured. You know, they've been running left-handed hitting outfielders like crazy out there and not, no one's really taken, taken a step forward. You know, Seth Brown has, you know, but he's kind of at a different level. But, you know, and all those, a lot of guys haven't really taken advantage of it yet. So, all right. I hope well, they Coach, do. I appreciate yeah. the call, man. I hope you give me a call back tomorrow as uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about Cole Irvin and, and follow through. We're going to follow through on Mason Miller tomorrow as well. So give me a call back tomorrow night. I appreciate you checking in. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today on A's Clubhouse, the number 833-625-2278. Greg in San Luis Obispo, I see you there on the line. We'll get to you in the second. We got to step aside for a quick break as the A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing. Want to get into the strikeouts and also A's villains over the last 20 years. If you can think of anybody that knocks Justin Verlander off the top of the list, I want to hear from you. Again, the number is 833-625-2278. A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing. Your calls and highlights as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Hey, Ace fans, check out Longport Fish Company, an exciting new chef-driven seafood restaurant located in the Veranda Shopping Center in Concord. Longport features the highest quality lobsters, oysters, king salmon, flavorful chipino, and much, much more. It features a full bar of craft cocktails, local brews, and a curated wine list. Longport Fish Company is for all occasions, too. Date night, business meetings, catching an A's game at the bar, or bringing the whole family. Check us out at longportfc.com, on Yelp, and on all social media. 
Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Well, it's 3 nothing. They have three homers and all their hits. And here is Mr. Alvarez. And the pitch to him is drilled to right center. Way back and he's done it again. Man, what a night. He hit that thing about 50 feet over the wall in right center. Now it's 4-0. Three at-bats for Alvarez. And three tremendous home runs tonight. 4-0 Houston. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Yeah, and you heard in that highlight, that's what did in the A's in this game against the Astros tonight as they fall 5-0. But early on, it was kind of a weird start. Adrian uh, Martinez pitched well tonight for the most part. I mean, a guy that gives up four homers or four hits, you're thinking, okay, he had a pretty good night. Unfortunately, the hits that he gave up were big ones, three of them. Coming to Jordan Alvarez there that just absolutely broke the back of the A's. You know, Jeremy Pena had the other homer, but four solo homers against Adrian Martinez really spoiling what was otherwise a pretty decent night for him. But, you know, it gets into a little bit like, oh, other than that, how is the play, Mrs. Lincoln, for the A's? But kind of a strange night for the A's overall. The big thing that's also breaking this team's back, and we talked about it with Ken Korak a little bit there during that uh, talkback segment, this team is striking out an awful lot. 16 strikeouts tonight for the A's again. Everybody that was in that lineup today struck out at least once. Dermis Garcia struck out three times, though. Put a little asterisk on one of those. That first strikeout that he had against Justin Verlander was nearly neck high. The ball way, way up above the strike zone. And Verlander got the benefit of a generous called third strike, which, you know, if you're an A's fan, you've been watching Justin Verlander for a long time. We have been we've been victimized by the expanded strike zone that umpires have given this guy. I can still think about Josh Reddick and just how far outside umpires were willing to let balls go and like Verlander would get like an inch off for that first strike call. Then they gave him like three inches, and the next thing you know, it might as well have been a pitch out, and they were still calling strike three on, you know, guys against Justin Verlander. So Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this evening as uh, we are taking your calls. We'll go through some of the highlights a little later on, but 833-625-2278. Townie will join us a little later on in the show, but we're going to head back to the phone lines very quickly. We got Greg in San Luis Obispo checking in. What's going on in slow, Greg? Chilly tonight, Vegas. Joe, how you been, brother? I've been doing well, you know, and I'll take a little bit chillier than what we've had up here. We had those days when it was, you know, 114, 115, and I'll I'll take a day that's a little closer to 80 and call it chilly, you know? Yeah, we had a heat wave down here in September, like I can't remember. It was, I don't know, something, you know, you, you drive about 10 or 15 minutes north of San Luis up into what they call the North County, and we had about 10 straight days that was 12 straight days that was over 100. And then when it would, would have dropped down, it would drop down to 98. 97 so uh september to uh to, to never forget you know or, or, or <laughs> maybe forget if you're 
not a, a fan of the heater if you know if you're an A's fan because it's been a pretty bad September on both ends, brother. Yeah, and you know what? 100 is not a number that I want to hear right now. Not only just for temperature, but for the A's season because I don't want to see this team <laughs> lose 100 games in a season. I don't know if they can do it. They have to go 11 and six in the final 17 games to avoid just the second 100 loss season in Oakland history, but. I got to think at some level, even though they're trying to really just give guys opportunities and feel like they're trying to be comfortable, maybe that's something that, you know, Mark Conce points to these young guys and says, you know, you may beat us every other night, but we're going to win 11 of the next 17 games and avoid this 100 loss season. Yeah, I know Colin Townie the last few times, he, he's kind of counting it down when we get a win, um, you know, trying, you know, a little tick on the board of, of you know, a victory to, to hopefully, uh, you know, stay off that hundred loss schneid, but I just three ticks this you, month, man. man. Just bet- three ticks this month. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I'm a betting man, it ain't going to happen. That's where my money would go. My <laughs> money would go on 100 losses. And I hate to say that. And it, it's hard. It's, it's, it's no fun to be Debbie downer, uh, you know, w- w- with a year that's been so frustrating and so many negative milestones. You know, you mentioned the hundred losses and, I mean, 16 strike seven. Was it 16 strikeouts tonight and 16 strikeouts last night? I mean, yeah, man, you know, 32 strikeouts in two, in two games is a lot. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's so frustrating, Joe. I mean, we're not a good hitting team. You know, we're not a good offensive team. That's you know, obviously, you know, that, that's stating the obvious. But when you you get us against good pitching, you know, a quality guy like a Verlander, I mean, it gets as ugly as freshman versus varsity i mean it's 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 so hard to watch and being an ace fan we are so overmatched against good pitching and it's just it's really hard to look up there and and it's been such an up and down year with phone calls and and back and forth with townie and and trying to circle things that you can kind of hang your hat on going forward and there's just not a lot there. I mean, I see this Rodriguez kid for, for Seattle, 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases, first guy in major league history to do that as a rookie. And we talk about so much young talent in major league baseball, just scattered all over the place. I mean, we saw young talent tonight in Jordan Alvarez, three home runs. I mean, we don't have anything close. I mean, we, we not, there's nothing close on the team that we're, we're currently fielding and there's nothing close in the minors to, to, to these guys. And it's, you know, you, you, I've always well, been Greg, a believer. But, I've talked Greg, to County about this. You know how the Astros got that, how, how they got those guys? You know how Seattle got those guys? They were close to 100 losses for a long time. A lot of seasons, you know, we, we saw it when the Astros first moved over to the AOS. That was like a gift to the A's because that was a team you were going to beat up on every single night. And that's when they stockpiled all these guys. They got them. And unfortunately for the A's, as much as we're, you know, talking about avoiding this 100 loss season. You know, that's how you're going to get these guys because the A's very likely to wind up with a top three pick. And that's where you have a chance to grab one of these maybe, hopefully, you know, franchise icon elite guys. You don't want to get up there too often, but, you know, that might be. And I know that it's going to be a little it's this is the first year that MLB is going to have the draft lottery. So having the worst record, you know, there's no reason to just tank it out the rest of the year because it's going to be a lottery. But I think it's like an 18 percent chance the A's will wind up with the number one overall pick and. It's like a 75% chance they're going to wind up with a top th- one of the top three picks. And as much as you don't really like thinking about that, I mean, to your point, when you're, you're talking about getting those kind of elite guys that kind of, you know, you build your franchise around, even if the A's are able to get Howard Terminal down someday, you're going to want somebody that's, you know, going to be able to be, quote unquote, the guy that built that, you know, the way that some of these other guys have established themselves. And, you know, unfortunately, 
unless you're going to make a big trade and, you know, do something like you know, go get a Juan Soto type, who I know he's struggling, but that's the way that the A's are going to get somebody like this. And it's just going to be, you know, taking your medicine and maybe losing 100 games this year before we wind up with somebody that, you know, can be one of those elite guys that we really want to see here with the franchise. Well, you know what? I, I hope you'll argue with Townie about that because we had that debate about two weeks ago. And Townie's kind of a believer in, hey, the front office always kind of pulls a rabbit out of the hat. We find guys off the scrap heap. But I kind of told Townie, like, this is different. This year and this teardown and the Howard Terminal cloud hanging over our heads and the fact that we don't have a lot of trade pieces, you know, Sean Murphy, maybe a Lorian. I don't think Lorian is going to fetch much. He's he's not really worth anything anymore. I think Sean Murphy's a guy we could we could get a nice haul for. But Townie doesn't like to think about the draft. And, and I've kind of argued that, like, what's the what's the alternative? You know, give me the alternative. You know, great pitching? Well, I don't think the A's have great pitching. we got a couple of young guys that might turn into something. But, you know, I, I argue with Tony about a, a Cole Irvin-led staff going into next year is not something that excites me. It's, I mean, Cole Irvin's had a good year. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, a Cole Irvin-led rotation is not going to scare too many teams. And I'm kind of with you, Joe. I, I think that it's going to have to be the draft. It's going to be three or four years before this team is going to be anything close to the postseason. And, and that's just the way it is. I mean, I've always been. But, you know, of, that's the of, cycle of the we've office. seen. That's 20 years. You know, the A's go up and down, and it's like this three years on, three years off. And, you know, this last iteration that we saw them tear down, I think they arrived maybe even a little earlier than the A's organization when Chapman and Olsen and Manaya and these guys started arriving up here. I think maybe they were a, maybe a year ahead of what the A's had predicted when they would have gotten into that kind of competitive cycle. But this was also the longest we've seen the A's keep that competitive window open. Usually you're three and out and then you're rebuilding again. They went about four years this last time with this last group of guys to try and make this competitive. And, you know, just another group. And to your point, we have had some elite guys. You know, I think Matt Olson is an elite guy. Matt Chapman, before his his hip injury, certainly was one of those elite guys that the A's were able to draft and develop and, and not only just do that, but also supplement through their trade. So they build from a lot of different ways. But I, I think you're right. I mean, the way that teams are holding on to their top prospects right now, you're not going to be able to pry those guys loose as much. And we saw that. I mean, even as much as Frankie Montas has struggled with the Yankees this year, that was one of the top, if not the top pitcher available. And you didn't even get one of the Yankees' top three prospects in that in that deal back. And, you know, Ken Waldachuk has shown a lot of promise, and that's another high upset guy. So you're talking about Cole Irvin leading this rotation next year, but the guy that you're going to be watching are some of these, these up-and-coming guys that the A's see having high ceilings that have been hurt last, you know, this year, starting to come back. JT Ginn is one of those guys. Gunnar Hogsland is another one of those guys. And, you know, Ryan Cusack, these are some of the guys that the A's are are kind of high on having high ceilings. So, Greg, I know we're up against the clock right now, man, but don't be a stranger. Give me a call back tomorrow. I always love chatting with you and talking a little A's baseball, man. Yeah, appreciate you filling in, Vegas Joe. Love your work, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, Take it easy. Appreciate it. 833-625-2278 is the number. On the other side, we're going to hear from the A's skipper, Mark Conte. We'll also hear from Adrian Martinez. Kind of a weird night. You know, he gave up four hits, four solo homers, and the A's fall to the Astros five to nothing as they try and stave off their second 100 loss season in Oakland history. Townie will join us a little later in the show. If you want to get your calls in, now is the time. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Vegas Joe Hughes. A's fall to the Astros five to nothing as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. 
With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their burial locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Innovation, that's at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. 2-2, swing and a miss, and the inning is over. After a single and a walk, three consecutive strikeouts for Maton, and on to the bottom of the seventh, we stretch at Houston. It's 5-0 Astros. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. A's fall to the Astros 5-0, 16 strikeouts again from this A's team as they were done in by Jordan Alvarez, as well as Justin Verlander, another A's killer getting them once again. A's uh, trying to avoid the 100-loss season. That's got to be a goal down the stretch, but it's going to be tough. The team will need to go 11-6 and in their final 17 games to avoid losing 100 this season. So, a tall order for the A's. The way the month of September has gone, the team just 3-11 and after this loss to the Astros. So, before we uh, get to your phone calls at 833-625-2278, I know Chris Towns is going to join us in a little bit, but first, let's get a chance to hear from the A skipper, Mark Conte, about tonight's loss. You know, obviously for uh, Adrian, <clears throat> you know, you, you take Alvarez out of the lineup and the line's a lot different. So, um, you know, Jordan is a guy that I referred to before the season started as a possible MVP candidate, and, uh, and he showed why tonight, really. Um, outside of uh, outside of those at bats, I thought Adrian did a nice job handling the lineup. Um, you know, he had a few walks mixed into a few strikeouts, but uh, overall, um, I still liked the way the ball was coming out, and uh, you know, and the, the competitiveness. Do you think with with him, uh, some of it was command or just? Trying to aim a little bit there with some of his pitches. You know, I think for a lot of our young starting pitchers, command is you know uh, where they get beat, and and I think that's in general for pitching. Um, you know, execution of location is is you know at this level it's it's top priority, and we saw that tonight with uh, 
on the other side with with a, a veteran pitcher who knows how to locate and uh, and disrupt timing and uh, you know uh, ultimately as these guys get more time here and get more experience on the mound for our young starters they'll they'll uh, I think they've already realized the importance of, of location. Jared comes in, gives you three really good innings. What I mean, uh, coming right off the plane, what, what were what were you seeing from Jared tonight? Which like out of? Yeah, I like Jared's mix tonight. He uses curveball, he uses changeup, uh, slider. Um, you know, he pitched in, and uh, you know, in terms of him coming here and and, and stepping in. Uh, it was his day to start, uh, you know, for Vegas, and uh, so uh, you know when we got behind there. Um, it was an opportunity for him to come in and and, and hold uh, hold a score. Um, but I, I thought over three innings with giving up one run in that lineup, he did a nice job. And then you alluded to it a little bit earlier, Verlander and the uh, the Astros pitching staff just. A tough night for the offense. Yeah, a really tough night. Uh, other than uh, Murphy's at bats, you know, we really uh, uh, didn't get have much going. And, and in terms of uh, what what Verlander did, uh, obviously no rust uh, being off on the IL, and uh, you know, exploited our holes and, and did a nice job, like I said, of executing his pitches. And uh, you know, there's a reason why he has over 3,000 strikeouts. And uh, you know, he's he's one of the best at his craft. Well, you heard him there as he talks about Justin Verlander being one of the best in his craft, and A's fans know that all too well. We've been on the uh, the frowning end of a Justin Verlander start far too often over his entire career, as you heard Ken talk about it earlier with his regular season wins and his playoff wins against the A's. You're talking about a guy that has beaten this team over 20 times, so... Another tough loss for the Oakland A's against Justin Verlander as they fall to the Astros 5-0. Oakland trying to avoid this 100-loss season. Chris Townsend, Townie, will join me on the other side as we roll along here with A's Clubhouse. Here comes the pitch. Johnson's dialing in with Ring Central. Smart move. Ring Central lets you call, meet, and message all from the same app. Johnson is really stepping up this quarter. She moves to share her screen. And the client loves the presentation. An excellent play by Johnson with the assist from Ring Central. With Ring Central, you can talk to anyone, anytime, all from the same app. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time-of-use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off-peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours. Then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash touinfo. Hey, Ace fans. 
you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval. Pinder, it's a deep drive to left. Ruff is going back at the track, turning around at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. You're listening to A's Cast. And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track in the shadows. Looks up and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. And the A's are back ahead five to three. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show as the A's fall to the Astros five to nothing in Houston. Clinching a postseason berth for the sixth straight year. It was a tough night for the Oakland A's. They really couldn't get much going against Justin Verlander. That's kind of an evergreen statement in his career as he has just been an A's killer. And I've been talking about it tonight, Townie. I've been talking about it with Ken Korak. And over the last 20 years, can you think of anybody else who maybe has been a bigger A's killer than Justin Verlander? Oh, man. I, no way. I mean, because yeah. he got the A's in 06. He got them in 12. He got them in 13. I mean, he's he's been taking it to the A's, whether it's postseason or it's regular season, for a very long time. I mean, the only guy that I could think of that you would say, and I'd actually, I, I mean, you'd really have to go look at the numbers, would be King Felix in Seattle, who mm. absolutely dominated the A's. But Verlander has the postseason history against the A's that you never had with King Felix. So, you know, he's now 20 and seven lifetime against the uh, athletics. That's including postseason. I mean, if that's not ownage, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, it just, you have like nightmares about this guy. I was talking about this earlier that, Throughout sports, there's always, you know, this team or that guy that kind of stands out as a quote-unquote villain. Not necessarily because they're evil or they do anything bad against you, but just they're always that guy standing in your way. And, you know, if you want to keep it in the Bay Area in Houston, I mentioned the way that Rockets fans must feel about Steph Curry. Because every time that they felt they had a good team with James Harden, who was standing in their way? Steph Curry. You know, for those 49er teams in the late 90s, it was a guy, Brett Favre, always standing in their way. And... When the A's have had a chance, as you mentioned, you know, in 2012, and even after Sonny Gray kind of beat him in game one, he had the last laugh in that one, 2006, another time. So always standing in the way when the A's have built these competitive teams, and, you know, seemingly for almost 20 years, it feels like, Justin Verlander has been there standing in the way. I hate him. He's a scratch golfer. <laughs> he, he's he, he's Married to a supermodel. Married to Kate Upton. He's made over $300 million. I hate everything about him, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm jealous. I am. I'm jealous. He's got everything. I mean, you name it. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, World Series champ. I was out at Pebble Beach watching him. He bombs it, scratch golfer. And as you mentioned, Kate Upton, I mean, it's just – no one should have it that good. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. And you know what? I I've seen him out – in public two times and both times he bought a round for the whole bar and you know so like you said it's just one of those things he, oh, he walked in bought a round for the whole bar it was in north beach more. playing the giants and you're like 
man, there's if this guy wasn't always stopping my team, I'd I I'd love him. But you know, he's always in my way. But he's just like you said, there's not a bad thing to say about him other than he's always ending things for the Oakland A's, always ending their season, it seems like. How about the first inning? I thought it was fascinating. Uh, you know, I love to kind of just track what's going on w- with the starting pitchers. And Verlander comes out. Here's a guy that's coming off the IL. And you know that he's only going to go about 80 pitches. He starts the first inning out with more curveballs than fastballs. He went he went five curveballs, four, four, four seam fastballs, and four sliders. So he had nine breaking balls to four fastballs, because usually Verlander will start every game. He's coming with old number one. He's going to be riding that spin rate, that high four-seam fastball up in the zone. He establishes the fastball the first time through the entire order. Then you start seeing more breaking balls. But he came out tonight in the first inning just toying with the A's. Like, I just want to – it's almost like a spring training game. I just want to get some rust off. I want to work on some things. He came out in the first inning and threw more curveballs when he predominantly mostly is fastball slider. He threw more curveballs than anything else. So it's like he was just toying with this lineup today. You know, and what killed me is even when the A's did something right, it didn't go their way. Jermise Garcia lays off a high fastball that was almost neck high, and he gets the strikeout call. And it was just – it. It gave me PTSD back to, you know, 2012 when it seemed like I think it was Josh Reddick was at the plate and Verlander kept getting further and further and further away on the outside corner and the umps just kept giving him those calls, giving him those calls, and it was strike three, strike three. And not that the A's were swinging at it, but once the ump established it, they had no choice. And you get a guy like Jermise Garcia who made some adjustment, and I know he had three strikeouts, but I'm putting an asterisk on that one. And what really got me about it is it was that first strikeout for Verlander and Major League Baseball on their official Twitter feed put out like a short video of it and said, Justin or JV is back. And they showed the strikeout of Garcia, and you're like, yeah, but I mean, look where that pitch was, you know? Like, it's just the, the A's just didn't have much going. But even against Verlander, that's one thing, and that's always been a problem for him. But a thing that's killed him two nights in a row, 16 strikeouts, 32 strikeouts in two games for this A's team is just a backbreaking stat that cannot continue. I know they've got a lot of young guys. There's a lot of people trying to figure this out, but that is way too many swing and a miss. Yeah, Glenn Kuyper had the stat late in the game. It's like the the last X amount of games, he the A's have struck out like 170-something times, and it really is – it's alarming. I mean, it's like – you know, it's funny. It's like we can sit here and we can talk about – we can sit here and we can talk about, okay, the three home runs by Jordan Alvarez – we could talk about the back-to-back with Pena, the hanging slider, but what does that all really matter if if you can't score a run and you're shut out again? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, to me, the whole thing with Alvarez and how far the home runs went, and we haven't seen that three home runs that deep, all of them since, I don't know, whatever it is, 2019, ESPN Stats and Info had that. But, you know, what? a home run's a home run. I don't give a crap how far it goes. But and they're all solo shots, so it's just one run. But we can look at Mart and not, and I'd like to talk about that here in a little bit about Martinez and location because all the home runs he missed location so bad. Right. But even with that said, if you don't score a run, what are we talking about? 
Yeah, no, that's a great point, and I want to get into all that now. So before we get into that, let's uh, step aside quickly for an ID here along the Oakland A's radio network. A's cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing. Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend talking to you here on a Friday night, and I was talking about it with Ken Korak there at the end of the game. Kind of a weird outing for Adrian Martinez because you mentioned, you know, he it was kind of a strange outing because he only gave up four hits, but all four hits were solo homers. And as you mentioned, he missed his location, which has been a problem for Adrian Martinez because we see the stuff is good. You know, we see a guy throwing 96 miles an hour with the ball moving all over the place. He's got a good breaking ball. I mean, if you have that kind of stuff in a video game, you'd be really excited about it. But you're right. I mean, he's a young guy, but... He's missing his spots, and that's one thing that really does seem to cost him a lot. And today, obviously, it cost him big time. I mean, Alvarez with those three homers. I I have the stat here that you were talking about from ESPN Stat and Info. Alvarez, the only player to hit multiple 430-foot homers in a game. He did it twice this season. He also did it against the A's back in May. And also the first time since 2019 that a player has three homers of 430 feet. The last player to do it, another guy that's beaten up on the A's a lot, and that's Nelson Cruz. But, yeah, it's just a strange night for Adrian Martinez because – you look at it out of context, you think, well, the guy only gave up four hits. How did he give up four runs? But like you said, it was mislocation. We talked about it earlier today on Ace Cast Live, and we said, you know, the thing to watch tonight is watch where Sean Murphy lines up, watch where his glove is, and is he popping the glove? And all four of the home runs it was the, go back and watch the highlights. He's not even close to location. And Mark Kotze, as I came in here, you guys were playing it. It's just, you know, in the big leagues, if you are going to survive, location is everything. I don't care how hard you throw it. If you're leaving the ball out over the middle, I mean, Jordan, all three of those home runs by Alvarez, if you look, at the glove of Sean Murphy, Adrian Martinez doesn't come close to hitting it. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be successful here, you've got to pepper that 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 glove over and over and over and over again. Location is everything. You may get away with some, but like you like, but think about what you said. He only gave up four hits. They happen to be all four home runs. By the way. All four were mislocations. You mislocation, uh, uh, or I should say you mislocations to a lineup like this, they will make you pay. They're hot right now. I mean, they came into tonight. I had the number. I mean, they've been crushing people. They came into tonight. They had won 17 to 22, and they had outscored their opponents 92 to 54. We'll make that 18 out of 23, and they've now outscored their opponents 97 to 54. So these guys are rolling right now. They're feeling it. They want to finish strong. They know they got the bye because they're going to be the number one seed. So they're not even celebrating getting into the playoffs tonight. That's handshakes. We're supposed to do this. They're going to win the West, no problem. They're going to get that number one seed, no problem. And they're rolling. And that's the thing, too. It's like, how do you handle this? And, Joe, you know, both of us have covered football, and 
you know, when a team gets out to a great lead, there's always that, how are they going to play the last game? And they're going to have a bye. We've never had a bye situation in baseball. So we're going to see how they handle it. And maybe just maybe somebody like Dusty Baker, or Dave Roberts, hey, let's play all the way through, play hard all the way through. And then the bye will be the rest. Or you might be able to get some guys a little extra rest, but doesn't look like uh, Houston's resting at all. They're, they're, they're a steamroller, and they're not going to let up. And I'd do the same thing, steamroll through the rest of the season, get that little time off, and then ready, ready to rock in the second round. No, you're right. I mean, because you look at the history, you get that time off heading into the postseason, it doesn't really do well for you. Remember Rocktober when the Rockies made their run all the way to the World Series and they were just you know steamrolling everybody? But then they had to wait. They had to wait for the Red Sox to show up. And by the time the Red Sox showed up in the World Series, Rocktober was over. You know, they had nothing left. So you get that time off. I really don't think it's much of an advantage for these guys. So you're right. It's it's going to be an interesting season. And for the A's on their side of it, there's no reason to tank out the rest of the season. Not that the A's would do that. But, you know, this is the first year that Major League Baseball is going to have, you know, a lottery for that draft pick. So there's not a reason that, you know, if you finish with the worst record, you're guaranteed to get the number one overall pick. Not that that's the A's goal, but you know, there's, they've disincentivized that a little bit more than we've seen from years past. And I do want to ask you, I mean, I don't know how much the A's really buy into this too much, but if you're Mark Kotze and you're trying to, you know, have your guys continue to play hard all the way through, they're a young guy, they're a young group. So I don't think you have to work too hard for that, but how much do you circle trying to avoid that 100 loss season, if at all possible? They have to go 11 and six over the final 17, so it's a little pie in the sky the way things have gone for the A's. But is that something you try to make a goal if you're Mark Kotze and trying to give these guys something to shoot for? Are you a longtime A's fan? Longtime A's fan. Do you care whether it's 98, 99, or 100 losses? A little bit, yeah, I do. Just a little bit, yeah. Um. I don't. Okay. And I I was alive in 1979 when they uh, last had a hundred losses. I I just Mark Kotze cares a lot, and we talked to him today on Ace Cast Live, and he's grinding out every single game. He wants to win every single game. I'm more about wanting to find player. I want to find players that are going to help me in the future and win in the future. To me, lost season, these last few weeks, wins and losses, and I may be different. I get it. But I don't want to see Ramon Laureano right now. Hmm. I want to see Christian Pache. I want to see Pache play in center field. And if he's still struggling to hit, fine. Because he's going to have a whole offseason to work on it. I want him to get as much experience. I want to keep Nick Allen. I want to see Garcia at first. I do, n- I do not want to see him taken out at all. I want to see the guys who potentially can get me back on track next year getting as many at-bats as possible. Mark Kotze feels completely different. Mark Kotze is about every single game winning every single game. So um, that's... You know, your question is, how's he feeling? Well, he 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 he's making his decision his decisions, and I know for a fact he's still with the front office, you know, trying to do certain things. And the front office may say one thing, he's still fighting to try and win with this everything with this group. So Mark Kotze's give I mean, you gotta give him credit. He's gonna go down fighting to the very last out in game one sixty two. That's admirable, and that's what you want from your manager. 
I just know for me, we're not going to be talking about this September when we're at Ho-Ho Cam Stadium for spring training. We're going to forget about this. I want to get guys as much as it, it, big league experience as we can get them, like Koenig tonight. You know, yeah. whatever you think of Koenig, Koenig goes out tonight, gives you some innings, and don't kid yourself. We're going to need a ton of starters next year. Everybody needs a ton of starters. Or you're going to need what we saw tonight, Joe, five innings from a starter, three innings from a reliever. Because bullpens, and I know people are probably tired of me talking about this, but bullpens are toast right now. And there's no September call-ups to save them. So the fact that you're getting no innings out of your starter starters and you're going to do that for six months and you're going to ride your – bullpens are being ridden to an all-time high and you've ridden them into the ground. So if you're not going to push your starters whatsoever, there's going to have to be some relievers that give you multiple innings all the time. And a guy like Zach Lowe, maybe that's Caprillion, maybe that's Koenig, but they also can be starters. You're going to need these hybrid slash – they're going to have to be hybrids where they're slash starters slash long bullpen guys. You're going to need a bunch of these guys. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And, and to your point, when I check the A's box score right now, I don't check the top. You know, and the way Mark Kotze is putting his lineup together, you see a lot of these veteran established guys kind of blocked together in the top and the bottom. That's where the younger guys are all kind of grouped together. But that's where my my eyes are darting right now after each game. I want to see what Langoliers did. I want to check on Jonah Bride, Nick Allen. I want to see what they did uh, before I check some of those guys that are more known entities, what Seth Brown and Sean Murphy did. It's still going to be impressive, but I know who those guys are. I know what they bring to the table. So I'm, you're right. As we're watching this season kind of close itself out, that's what I'm watching right now with those young guys to see who can I be excited about getting into next year. So I want to talk about that a little bit on the other side. We'll, we'll give you one final segment to try and sneak in your phone call if you want to do that. 833-625-2278 is the number. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Vegas Joe Hughes. A's fall to the Astros, 5 to nothing. We'll talk a little bit about it and what the A's are going to do for this home stretch and maybe try and avoid that 100-loss season, the second 100-loss season in Oakland history. We'll have that as we continue along. Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend here on A's Clubhouse. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi everyone, Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive? That was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the time, but can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1025R compact tractor. And he can do just about anything because... I'll make the earth take the shape that I want it to take. But the Hubbards use their 1025R because... We really are trying to create this homestead. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. 
How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deal. Get a one-series tractor for just $124 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Trackphone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with Trackphone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. This is Joe Cordell. In other ads, I've talked about the weighty matters that are on the table in divorce. Assets, debts, spousal support, and of course, children. But here I want to talk to you about a troublesome issue that arises early and often in the divorce process, but which attorneys, including myself, say too little about, and that's the cost of a divorce. Yet as important as this factor is, it shouldn't overwhelm the more deserving issues that are raised by divorce. But here are just a few things that Cordell & Cordell is doing to help. We have now reduced our initial deposit or retainer. Also, there's no longer a charge for initial consultations for those who retain. And finally, we now provide on the front end a maximum fee pledge for certain modification and support matters. The bottom line is that to be a partner men can count on, we have to think about all their needs. And attorney fees are no exception. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Sacramento area attorneys. 500 Capitol Mall, Suite 2060, Sacramento, California, 95814. You and Buddy are enjoying your walk when... <laughs> yeah, I smell that too. <laughs> I know, don't blame it on the dog. I hear that hissing too. Maybe it's a cat. No, dude. A sulfur-like odor and hissing can be signs of a natural gas leak. Natural gas lines can be buried anywhere. If you suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator. You're welcome, dude. <laughs> you too, buddy. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Here's the windup by Verlander. Breaking ball, yes, and it swung out and missed. Inning over halfway through our ball game tonight. After four and a half, the Astros lead the A's 2-0. This is A's Clubhouse.
Welcome back to A's Clubhouse. Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend talking about the A's 5-0 loss to the Astros as the Oakland A's once again unable to figure out Justin Verlander. We've said that how many times over the years? You know, every single time that it seems that Justin Verlander matches up against the A's, he seems to win and kind of win in dominating fashion. Tonight goes five innings, doesn't allow a hit, doesn't allow a run. Just one walk. He also hit a batter and goes 79 pitches and has lowered his ERA to 1.78. And the only reason he got pulled without allowing a hit, that's because he's up against the pitch count as he makes his way back. And you know what? Just checking in on it right now, Tony, we may have another pitcher pulled from a game that had a no-hitter going on. I'm trying to get this to ref- refresh, but it looks like the Dodgers leading the Giants right now. They have uh, Dustin May going. He had a no-hitter going, but it looks like he may be out of the game. What are you? I- I'm sure you have some strong thoughts, feelings, and emotions about pulling a guy on a no-hitter. Oh, it's, uh, it's... Now, this is a kid coming back from Tommy John surgery. So, and... How many innings? Where is he in the game? I'm trying to get this to refresh. My internet's kind of uh, bootlegging out on me right now. But uh, are you a little I, spotty right now? He went five innings. He went five innings. Just kind of like, yeah, yeah. See, I, I that to me is he's on a pitch count, and they're just bringing him back. He's just coming back from a year long Tommy John rehab. So I don't have a problem with that. That one, I don't have a problem with it. Because, you know, that's just a scenario. He hasn't given up a hit yet. It's it's, it's when we start pulling these guys up. They've got to 110 pitches, and it's in the seventh inning, and he's got it. it you know, the fact that did, I, did you have a bigger problem with it earlier in the season? It's a little different, like you mentioned. Context is always key. But, you know, Dave Roberts has done this pretty continually. It yeah. was earlier this year. I think he did he it Kershaw. with uh, Kershaw against yeah. the Twins, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's guys are getting pulled, and it's like, oh, my God, he's getting to 100 pitches. He's in the seventh inning. I'm like, there is no scientific proof. I have asked multiple orthopedic surgeons. This rest we talk about, this this pitching 90 pitches or 100 pitches or 110 pitches or 120, is there any proof whatsoever that if I have a guy go 112 pitches versus 100 that he is going to end up hurting his elbow and needing Tommy John? Is there any type of proof of anything of performance, injury, workload, and the answer over and over again is, is no. It's the same thing when I was doing Warriors and he used to drive me nuts when oh we gotta we gotta manage the workload. I said, okay, managing a guy's workload in let's say March, is that gonna affect him at all when it start comes to the playoffs in June? The answer no. There's no scientific proof to anything that we're doing in baseball right now. There's just it's become some at some point somebody was able to say 100 pitches, that's when we need to worry. Well, why isn't it 90? Why isn't it 95? Why isn't it 105? Why did we Why did we land on 100 is the mark that is the boogeyman that we got to worry in baseball when there's not one scientific piece of evidence to say that should be the number. A pitcher gets to that, oh, boy, pull the plug. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, like, 
I think this was established in Moneyball about the the reason that 100 got established. It wasn't about injuries, right? It was just about the longer guys lasted generally, you know, the the easier it was to get hits off of them and the better that your offense was going to do. That's why you wanted to grind at bats out and, and try to get to that. But you're right. When a guy has got it going on, you know, if you're going to skip him a start, like I, I think the, uh, the teams had to do that. Like, what was it? Edwin Jackson had a no-hitter going through like 135 pitches back when he was with like the Diamondbacks in, in a while ago. But if you want to give a guy a day off after, you know, a start like that, I get that. You know, that that's fine. But I'm with you. If a guy's rolling and he doesn't have the context, the injury like, you know, Dustin May has, like Justin Verlander has because – we're going to kind of uh, kill two birds with one stone here as we take a look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. The no-hitter is over, just like it was for the A's. Once Verlander was out, Nick Allen didn't waste any time getting the A's first hit. And Dustin May out of that game after dominating for five innings. The Giants looking to see anybody else but Dustin May the way he was cruising. And three hitters into the next inning, the first hit of the game. Luis Gonzalez getting the Giants' first hit of the game, and the no-hitter is over. I'm not a big fan of, like, the combined no-hitter. It doesn't really, you know, resonate with me the same way that, like, somebody actually going through and efforting all the way through. But, you know, the context is king, like we were talking about for Verlander and Dustin May, but I'm I'm 100% with you. If a guy's getting up there and his pitch count hasn't done it and, you know, it's not like the last game of the season, you got to get in. You don't want to put an individual effort over the team goals. But other than that, without that context, you let it ride. Well, how about this? You're talking about how the whole idea about Moneyball, well, one of them was you want to get the starting pitcher out to get to the bullpen. Uh, Now now that's what teams want to do. They don't want their startings going long. They want to get to the bullpen as fast as possible. And now we're finding out, now that you've grinded these bullpens so much, the numbers are starting to even out now over the years about the production of a starting pitcher versus the bullpen. Because the bullpens have pitched so much, they've been exposed, and they're burned out. It's really where we are with pitching, and pitching usage is getting to be fascinating. Because we're starting to learn – a lot of things, especially these rule changes where we can't option guys back and forth to AAA as many times as we used to. No September call-ups. We're going to learn the next couple of years, especially with pitch count, where the huff and puff and blow your house down, where I hold the ball for 26 seconds and then try to throw it as hard as I can. That's gone. You've not got to get on the mound, and you got to throw strikes. And what we've seen in the minor leagues with, with, with the, the pitch clock, less strikeouts and less walks. More guys having to get up there and throw strikes. And you just can't sit there and throw every pitch as hard as you can. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting, like you, like we saw a little bit for the A's today with Jared Caning coming in out of the bullpen and really giving them three solid innings after Adrian Martinez was on the mound. You're going to need more guys like that. And you're right. I wonder if you get into rotations. Like, remember when Jesus Luzardo first came up and he was kind of like the designated guy after Sean Manaya would leave the game. They'd bring in Jesus Luzardo and try to get two or three innings out of that. I wonder if you kind of wind up with these kind of catching duos so it's not as much as about your rotation as you get into where like a guy is going to go three innings then have a day off and then maybe you use them kind of mat- mix and match these guys and so you have a five-man rotation but it's really more like a, an eight-man rotation with a couple of long guys in the bullpen that you count on to, to kind of fill those gaps and then just some plus guys at the end, something like that. Well, the positionless staff, that's what scares me. And yeah. maybe coming where you just have, you know, hey, here's our 13 guys. No one's a starter. No one's a closer. You just They're just pitchers, Townie. They're just pitchers. 
you just come ready to play every day. You just come. You're like a group of wide receivers. You're all going to get the football. Right. No, it's going to be fascinating. And like you've been talking about, the A's have obviously been putting a lot of uh, priority on pitching. You know, that's a lot of the guys that they got in these trades were pitchers. And you look at who they're going to be coming back with next year. We were talking about it a little earlier. I think I was talking about it with uh, Greg and Coach about a Cole Irvin-led staff next year. And, you know, the A's could come back with Paul Blackburn and Cole Irvin. And then you fill out that rotation with some of these young guys that we're watching, you know, a Ken Waldachuk, a J.P. Sears, you know, if he gets healthy, Adam Aller. And then you've got the guys that are already kind of established themselves. And a guy like uh, Caprillion, you've got a lot of these high-ceiling guys that are working their way through, getting healthy this year, the J.T. Gens and, you know, uh, Hogsland and Ryan Cusex that are all, you know, coming up in the next year or so that are going to fill out that rotation. That's a lot of starting pitching not to mention some of the guys that they have right now, the Adrian Martinez's that we saw and, you know, Jared Caning, who we saw again tonight, that can really fill out that staff, but they're going to find roles. Maybe it's spot start here and there, but maybe it is kind of in what we saw Caning doing tonight and coming in out of that bullpen for several innings at a time. Well, you're going to need, you know, third, the, the average is people use 13 starters a year. So you started naming all those names. I mean, the A's are going to have what, – what are we at right now? We're at 10 different guys started a game this year? Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I, think it's, I think we're at 10. So I'm just going to plan on that going forward is that you're going to need at some point 10 different guys to start. So all those names, and we don't know who the A's are going to acquire in the offseason. We don't know what other trades are going to go down. But, yeah, I expect you start throwing – you know, you mentioned Ginn. I mean, you can start mentioning all these guys. I mean – is Martinez going to start games? Is Logue going to start some games? Is Koenig going to start? Is Sears, Waldachuk, Caprillion? I mean, I mean, now we're guessing these guys are all going to be here, right? And that's all we can do because right now they're right. all in the organization. But you just start saying all these names, we could add up 10, 12, 13 guys that are all probably going to have a shot at starting at least one game next year. You know, the days of having your five and you only end up using seven starting pitchers, those days, man, if, if a team does that again, I remember Detroit did that in one of those years, like 12 or 13 in that season. But, yeah, you just don't see that. You just don't see that. No, you're right. You even look across the bay. I mean, I know that we're not Giants fans, but that's a team with $150 million payroll. How many times have we seen the Giants have to use a bullpen game because they didn't have that starting pitching depth that they were just going to be content sometimes to fill out their rotation two and three times going through with a bullpen game because they only had like four or five starting pitchers and three of them were hurt most of the time. Yeah. And remember when everybody talked about how the opener was the new rage and that was something right. that was here to say, well, that just caused more work for your bullpen, more innings for your bullpen. Innings are at an all-time high for bullpens. The usage of bullpens, we've never seen bullpens work this much. And most teams' bullpens, according to my notes, are on fumes, and they're tanking down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, it's been a problem. We, we saw it was a problem for the A's a couple of years ago with Bob Melvin. I mean, you thought about the end of that, that bullpen. Bob Melvin had like three guys that he trusted every single night, and he went through them. You know, it's what he had to do. It's, those are the guys that he trusted to get games. But eventually, it caught up with them because they didn't have anybody else step into that role and kind of fill it out after they lost some guys with some injuries. And, 
you know, like you said, it gets taxing. Even if you have those kind of plus guys at the end, how many Liam Hendricks are out there in baseball? There's like one guy that you can count on to go out there and not get hurt every single night. I'm short of that. You know, you look at a guy like Josh Hader now with the Padres who looked like he was one of the most dependable, you know, pliable relievers, and now he's dealing with injury issues and he's been dealing with inconsistencies. So you just can't count on these guys year in and year out to kind of fill it out the way you you could maybe with starting rotations. And maybe that's, you know, to your point, what, what teams are starting to look for is that you can't count on relievers year in and year out. So you've got to have starters. You've got to have guys ready in the minor leagues the way that the A's do to give you quality innings, even if it's only three or four when they get called up. You just think about the appearances of, yes, Merrill Petit. Yeah. With, with the A's. With the A's starting in 2018. 2018, he had 74. He pitched in 74 games. 2019, he pitched in 80 games. It's a 162-game season. He pitched in 80 of them. 2020 was obviously 60 games. He pitched in 26 of those. And then last year, he pitched in 78 games. I mean, you want to talk about running a guy into the ground? It's it's (laughs) one of the great examples of I have to use my bullpen so much and a lot of these guys aren't consistent and I got one guy who's consistent and I'm just going to pitch him almost every other game. Yeah. Crazy. It's just what, you know, the A's might wind up having to do that the way that they've lost relievers here down the stretch, you know, Sam mole going on the IL and they've lost uh, Jimenez. They've lost Zach Jackson, you know, Lou Trevino traded away. And like, you look at that end of that A's bullpen right now, they may not have a choice, but to get some starters there just to finish out these final 17 games of the season. As we take a look now at what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. You can learn more at ashbylumber.com. A's will take on the Astros again tomorrow. Townie, you'll be in for pregame with A's Total Access. If the A's are getting underway at 410, that means you're going to be on the air at 310. What have you got lined up for us tomorrow? That is a phenomenal question. Uh, Robert, <laughs> I think you do have uh, Eno Saris uh, lined up at least for a couple segments oh, we got there. Eno tomorrow? Okay, yeah, we'll have Eno tomorrow, and uh, Sunday will be Mark Kotze. There you go. So you've got a good weekend. Tommy Everidge also set to join King Korak tomorrow. And Eno Saris, I know he's been writing a lot of great stuff about how uh, the sticky stuff on baseball, it may be coming back. We're seeing spin rates increase and so maybe something to to get into about that, and he's always a good guy to talk about. Nobody follows pitching and stuff and grips and all that stuff better than he does. So good stuff tomorrow. The A's will take on the Astros again. First pitch at 410. That means A's total access with Chris Townsend. That'll get underway at 310 tomorrow afternoon. And, Tony, I appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking baseball. We could talk late into the night, but I know you got to turn things around and talk a little A's baseball tomorrow afternoon as well, man. Well, you got to tell people you'll be on after the game tomorrow. I'll be on taking phone calls and hopefully talking about a better result. Maybe we get a hungover Astros team. Maybe they actually celebrate this and, you know, they pour some champagne, maybe go hit downtown Houston and really enjoy it up. So we get that hangover game that the A's can just kind of come in and beat them up after Cole Irvin can kind of come in there and and do his thing and just make easy work of the Astros. That'd be nice. The data doesn't relaxing game. Yeah. By the way, I I love that strategy. Can you please just go out and party and help us out? Can you please? 
I mean, it's the good old days, right? Like you got to send uh, send people to their room with bottles of champagne, send a limo to make sure that they're having a good time. Keep them out there. I'm with you. I'm all for that. Can you please just go enjoy yourselves for God's sakes? I, I like that strategy, but yeah, it'll be great. Tomorrow you'll be on after the game and then uh, I'll, I'll join you midway. All right, there you go. Well, Chris Townsend joining us. The A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing. Remember, you can always head to athletics.com slash A's cast. Get all this great A's content. You get all the pregame interviews. You can hear what uh, Townie talked about with Mark Conce. Tomorrow you'll be able to hear what he talked about with Eno Saris. You'll also hear from Tommy Everidge with Ken Korak. And Fran Reardon will join Vince for Around the Miners. That'll be tomorrow beginning at 310. A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing. They are able to avoid the no-hitter, though not able to scratch out a hit against Justin Verlander. Hoping for better luck tomorrow. Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend, thanks for listening to A's Clubhouse as the A's fall to the Astros 5 to nothing tonight. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Hey, Ace fans, check out Longport Fish Company, an exciting new chef-driven seafood restaurant located in the Veranda Shopping Center in Concord. Longport features the highest quality lobsters, oysters, king salmon, flavorful chipino, and much, much more. It features a full bar of craft cocktails, local brews, and a curated wine list. Longport Fish Company is for all occasions, too. Date night, business meetings, catching an A's game at the bar, or bringing the whole family. Check us out at longportfc.com on Yelp and on all social media. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Nerds. Here at NerdWallet, we often see people wrestle with financial decisions. Mike is in the ring, up against his nemesis, Indecision. Mike can't decide the best way to save his money, and Indecision has him boxed in. But wait, Mike tagged in NerdWallet! Let's go. With NerdWallet's side-by-side comparisons, you can find a high-yield savings account with interest rates that earn more bank for your buck. So the next time you wrestle with a financial decision, you'll come out on top. NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. Join the A's and celebrate the Bay. Your Oakland Athletics kick off a three-game set against the Mets Friday, September 23rd with a special post-game fireworks show featuring the Bay Area's best hits. Rose and it's swung and hit the right field, deep in the corner, and that's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. Savor the last moments of summer and take yourself out to the ballpark for a must-see fireworks show presented by Delta Dental. Tickets start at just $15. Secure your seats at athletics.com today.
Whether you need tech for the office, home, or school, Staples is your total tech solution. A powerful PC that'll help me deliver the perfect presentation. Staples has you covered. Tech support to help get my new laptop up and running. Staples has you covered with tech solutions, services, and accessories. And now save up to $260 on select PCs. Plus save 25% on Staples total support to protect your newer existing PC. Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 917 in-store only, limit two while supplies last. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Murphy, it's a high fly ball, right center. Straw going back deep in the alley. He'll turn and watch it fly. One swing of the bat shoots the A's in front in the bottom of the first. Swung on, hit in the air. Right field, hit well. Back on it is Cabrera at the wall. It's gone. Steven Vogt has hit it out. Steven Vogt has hit it out to tie the game at two. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre and post game for every game. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95, and Zach Jackson strikes out the side. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball.